from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know me, nothing I love more than talking about ghosts. Oh, come on. (laughs) 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 I love talking about ghosts. So let 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 me bring you through this story here which is uh, a Yorkshire-based paranormal organization, reported that when they went into this historic castle in uh, Spofforth, England, they say that they clearly, when they were listening back to all of their audio recordings, they heard a woman's voice say goodbye. Oh, stop it. And Deepa, Deepa just leaned into her microphone. Oh, she know. is so into this. Oh, I know. Yes, I, know, I am. I, I love this. Deepa, by the way, the only ghost believer in this uh, on the show. Uh, no, what <laughs> are you talking about, Maury? Oh yeah, and, and, and Maury. We have tape and of Mocha? you admitting it. Me? Yes. I yeah, don't believe in ghosts, guys. You, oh my you God. speak on the radio. We all heard you. We all heard you. There's evidence. Believe. No, there's. I'm the only one who doesn't believe in ghosts. Yeah, that's what I said. You and I. I don't. Shem. Shem, you believe in ghosts. You go to church? Yes. You You believe in ghosts. I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so go on. For for Deepa and Maury and Shem who believe in ghosts, this story about these people went into the castle and they heard a woman say goodbye. Okay, so so here's a little bit of their their recording. So this is uh, a little bit of these ghost hunters um, talking to, trying to communicate with um, the ghost in this castle. Okay, so listen to this. Talking to a lady, touch the green light on the wall, please. The main green light. Are we talking to a lady? Are we talking to a lady? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So this is the lady then. Mm. And this is your turret. Yeah. Turret. Did not you fall? Oh. <laughs> what was that? Have people seen you before? Huh? People seen you jump? Oh. Is there a reason that, that people only see half of you? Is that a true story? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's because you got halved? Okay, there's a whole lot of that. So now let's get to the good stuff. So now let's go to the recordings of all the things they have on tape of this ghost saying to them while they were in this castle. You ready for this, Deepa? Yes, I'm ready. Let me see your arms. We need to do a goosebump check. Oh, yeah. Goosebump check. Goosebump check. Okay. So here we go. She has goosebumps. So here we go. (laughs) This is audio of the ghost hunters where they caught on tape the ghost saying, quote, they got too close to me. The ghost said they got too close to me? Yes. So here, listen to this. 
Okay, there's that. <laughs> this, this oh is the... Wait, what? Play that again. That's the ghost saying they that? got too close to me? Yeah. Play it again. What? I hear it. Okay. Oh, oh my I God. Heard. Everyone, play it again. Shush. It's very subtle. Shush, listen. They got too close to me. Okay. okay. Now here, here <laughs> is the clip. Here is the clip yeah. where they got actual audio recordings of the ghost saying, get out. Get out now? Word. Say again. I thought it was goodbye. What? Or get out. Here is actual recording of the ghost in the castle saying, Precaution. Okay, I heard that one. <gasps> oh, here, I heard that. I heard that. You guys yeah. are. Look at Shim holding his heart. Here play, can is. Can you play the precaution one again? I, again, one more time. One more time. Precaution. Yeah. <laughs> here is actual recording of the ghost saying, You go down there. all of this here's the ghost saying once again get out i heard that oh yeah it was a female that said get out no it was not that sounds like a transformer there was transformer. nothing yeah. there was nothing Can on any of this? these tapes nothing yes there was no the last there... one you heard get out no you didn't you're such a liar you're hearing it no. because you think you hear it. You're hearing it because I told you what to listen for. Exactly. No, I heard precaution. No. No, you didn't. Clear. You're such a liar. Deepa and I heard it. Again? That was again. get out. That was get out. No, it's not. Okay, play it again. Okay. Here, I'm going to play one of them. You tell me what they say, okay, Deepa? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. listen closely here. Listen closely. Hi, my name is Sandra, and I don't That like wasn't you. one of the choices, Deepa. I'm <laughs> <laughs> making up a next okay? yeah. conversation. Look at you go looking for ghosts, you're going to find ghosts, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what we know about ghost hunters. You go looking for ghosts, you're going to find a ghost. Come on. Okay? And that is why, definitively. Hold on, what did that say? That was, uh, you go down there. Play it again? I was close. It was you go down there, and then someone whistled. <laughs> You guys, okay? This is why people believe in ghosts, yeah. okay? This is why you guys all believe in ghosts <laughs> and Roz and I don't. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Yo, those videos on TikTok that people have been making referencing the woman who hit her back on the bedpost got me dying, man. Oh. I don't know. You see I this? Don't, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So you guys have all seen this, right? Yes. Yep. So there's this woman, she's standing in her bedroom, and she sets up her phone, and she's just takes a step back because she wants to show off her fit, like what she's wearing, right? Yeah. So she takes a step back. She's stepping back. She's stepping back. And she hits, like, the corner of her bedpost. The top of the bedpost is, like, a square. So she oh. hits, like... Oh, that's smart. So she hits the the, yeah. the square, like, right on the edge, right? Okay. Yeah. And she makes a noise. <laughs> right? It sounds like this. So she's setting it up. She's stepping... <laughs> <laughs> Right? Is she okay? Yeah, she's fine. Okay. No <laughs> so people been taking that, that sound, right? Yeah. 
And they've been making their own skits, their own okay. songs, stuff like that, right? So there's a bunch of them. Everybody's singing, staying alive, staying alive. I, 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 staying alive. I keep on falling. <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready, take your time, okay? Me and you, don't be nervous. You're a little late. You're a little late coming in. That's for girl. Yo, I went looking. There are now like hundreds. Hundreds of these videos. Michael Bublé did thousands. One, did yeah. One farmer had a dog, and Bingo was his name. O B N G O. And everyone's doing this one, of course. <laughs> There's this one. Uh, this woman. It was just titled um, uh, "Doing a Jewish Prayer," okay. right? Yeah. So yeah, actually, a lot of Jewish prayers do start like this. Baruch. Yeah, I love that one. I'll play it again. So yeah, actually, a lot of Jewish prayers do start like this. Baruch people are so friggin' talented. Wild, man. I swear. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Come on, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I wasn't ready. Uh, what aren't you ready for over there? Uh, what do you got going on? I have to sign into our Microsoft oh, Teams yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We can yeah see yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, David Moore and Shimmer in another room. While you're so uh, while you're doing that, turn my computer for a second for, for me. Uh, it's the great George Takei's birthday today. Oh, I love him. How old's George Takei today, Maury? Oh, hold on. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, 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 yeah. He is uh, Star Trek, right? Mm. <sighs> He's got to be at least 90. No. 80. Because Shatner's how old? Is Shatner 90 yet? Yeah. Is He's he? like 92, right? Is he really? Yeah. I'm going to oh, say Jesus. George Takei is 88 years old today. Oh, that That's what I think. old, man. How old is, how old is he today, Maury? 85. 85 oh, today. And he's got that voice, right? Do you remember when Damon Maury met uh, George Takei? Because Maury's thing was um, anytime he would meet somebody on a red carpet, because we just haven't done red carpets in forever, mm-hmm. um, Maury's line was always like, so-and-so, how are you? That's the way he is. <laughs> we had montages made up of yeah, yeah. Maury saying, how are you? Hundreds of times he said, how are you? And it became his thing. And because Maury's one of those guys that, like, loves his own voice and George Takai is one of those guys that loves his own voice, this is how, like, no joke, this is how the interview with Maury and George Takai started. George Takai, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takai, how are you? (laughs) Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takai, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takai, how are you? Damn it, Maury. How are you? It's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of knuckleheads. Uh, but he's 85 today, George Takei. Um, I found, uh, this is from 2015. What is it? 
when Dan Moore was on the red carpet for TIFF yeah. asking a bunch of celebrities. Oh, is it the How Are You montage? <laughs> oh. Do it. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen yeah. to this. Jake Gyllenhaal, how are you? Mm-hmm. Helen Mirren, how are you? Brian Cranston, how are you? I'm good, Moore. How are you? Matt Damon, how are you? <laughs> Drew Barrymore, how are you? Ridley Scott, how are you? <laughs> uh, Keith Richards, how are you? Uh, Eddie Redmayne, how are you? <laughs> Tony Collette, how are you? <laughs> Susan Sarandon, how are you? <laughs> Julianne Moore, how are you? Birkad Abdi, how are you? Rachel McAdams, how are you? Sarah Silverman, how are you? Great, how are you? Ryan Reynolds, dude, how are you? How are you? Dean Norris, how are you? Good, how you doing, bro? Or should I call you Hank? No, call me Dean Norris. More <laughs> <laughs> like best friends with everybody right? over there. So that's how it started. And then this again is, uh, is George how, Takei, how, it how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takei, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takei, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takei, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? Happy birthday, George Takei! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz, you're really going to be into this. Oh, yeah? Uh, because... In this particular scenario, this particular subject, you and I are polar opposites. Oh. The question was asked online. How hot are you? No. Nope. <laughs> oh. oh. Sorry. What is the longest you knew someone but didn't know their name? Decades. <laughs> End of topic. <laughs> Quick with the answer. Quick with the answer. Before we get everybody else's answer, okay? Uh. And you can text us at 925-555. You can always call us at 416-870-8888. Here's the post that was written to start all this off. Okay. My wife and I went to Nashville at the end of last week. The bar hopping there is amazing, and we wound up running into six different people she knew. One of the couples we actually hung out with the rest of the day and all of the next. We had a great time. When we got on the plane, I asked my wife, what were their names anyway? And she said, I have no idea. Nope. That is up. So, so back when Catherine and I used to sort of go out and do things, right? Yeah. This was our move. So somebody, we would like walk up to somebody or somebody would call us over or somebody whatever. Yeah. And the move was this. And if you're looking to figure out the name quickly, you need somebody with you, first of all, right? And the move is when you walk up and the person's like, Hey, how's it going? And I go, hey, how's it going? I look at them and I go, have you met Catherine? And then they go, hi, Catherine, Jim, whatever. Right. Right? That's how you get the name. 15 minutes later, I'm like, what's that guy's name? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're the worst with names. I'm the worst with names. There's people here. There's people here in this building that we've worked with for 13 years. I don't know what their names are. What? Seriously? Oh, Deepa. Deepa, are you good at names? Remembering names? No, I'm horrible, horrible with remembering names. I don't I don't acknowledge people by names. I'm just like, hey. And then I leave it at that because I don't want to even go down that rabbit hole of like going through a list of names. But I don't know if you guys have heard of this trick or tip, but apparently if someone tells you their name, yeah. you then repeat their name back to them while drawing a Z across their face. With what? 
Like with your eyes? Oh. Oh, <laughs> 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 like, a like a Sharpie or something. <laughs> okay. So you're scanning their forehead and yeah. for, like the letter Z with your eyes. Okay. Yes. And then you, you repeat their name again. Like, oh, hey, so-and-so while you're scanning a Z. And apparently that's supposed to help. I've forgotten every single time I've met a new person to try this. So You don't know if it works or not. Also, okay. you look kind of suspect if you're standing there and yeah. we're having a conversation and I notice that your eyes are zigzagging Thank you. just above my Thank eyes. You. <laughs> you look like somebody who's trying real hard not to look at somebody's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you good with names? Oh, I'm the worst at names. Yeah, I lived, uh, the guy down the hall, we've lived together for 12 years. And I just call him Cabbage Guy because before the pandemic, I used to buy a whole cabbage and give him half. Mm. I still have absolutely no idea what his name is. Yeah, you share cabbage with a stranger and you don't know his name, huh? No idea. That's super weird. Shem? I'm always good with names. Yeah. I've always been really good. The only person that name that I really struggled with for a long time uh, was my condo superintendent. Oh. Yeah. Was it, is it that. because it's an unusual name or you just it was just something that didn't stick? Well, when he said it to me, I really wasn't sure if he said Ben or if he had said, like, something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Glenn. I just, yeah. Glenn. And I just, I just say, hey, yo, what's up? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Hold on. We're getting some calls here. Uh, hey, it's Razamoka. What's your name? My name is Gyan. G-Y-A-N. Gyan. Gyan. Uh, what's yeah. your story? So I have this gym buddy, and we've been working out for about two months. And one day he decides to, you know, come up to me and uh, say hi. And he introduced himself to me. And at that time, unfortunately, I was wearing these noise-canceling headphones. And so, you know, we uh, we exchanged names. I told him my, him, uh, him my name, but I, I didn't really know what he said about his name. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, we would talk every single day. We would, like, work out together. He would tell me about his personal life, his mom, dad, whatever. And then I was, you know, I felt guilty, you know, not knowing his name for the longest period of time. And I'm like, you know what? I got to do something about it, man, because he knows my name. I don't know any of his details in terms of, like, you know, his name and all. So one day I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to do something. So I, I was you know, playing around with my phone. I'm like, yo, what, what is your name again? And him, and he's like, oh, you don't know my name? I'm like, no, 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 your last name. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That seems kind of suspect. Bro. Okay, so you asked for his last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, he told me his full name. I'm like, oh, I already know your first name. What is your last name? Because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, could could you imagine at that point if he only gave you his last name and then you'd have to be like, whoa, that's weird. It rhymes. <laughs> like, you... Come on, man. Damn, that's a good trick, though. Yeah. That's a good trick. Thanks so much, yeah. bro. You take care. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, Victoria, you're next. What's up? How long you known somebody without knowing their name? Oh, about 20 years, to be quite honest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Wendy. Yeah. Who is this person? So it's actually uh, my neighbors across the street. Uh, see them regularly, you know, shovel snow, uh, rake leaves, uh, go to the grocery store and such, but uh, no clue what their names are. <laughs> What? 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when we first met, we introduced ourselves. And uh, at that point, uh, I forgot what their names were. Um, but and when you we see them, are they like, hey, Victoria, what's going on? And then you're just like, hey. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my Hi. God. <laughs> what about, are you like, are you single living by yourself or are you with somebody else? So I, I, I live at home with my parents, but okay. um, uh, I don't think my parents know their names either oh. because uh, <laughs> you gotta you know what you gotta do you gotta go steal mail 
you, you, you would think living so close, some of their mail may have came here in the years, but nope, never happened. Never has, <laughs> huh? years. You don't even know the people who live across Damn. the street. I, I know their faces. Um, I know it's, their family, their kids and everything, but don't, don't, don't know their names. It's almost to the point of where you have to take a job at like Uber Eats and just hope one day they order something <laughs> so you can get the name. <laughs> That's thanks. a long time. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What is the longest you've known someone, but you didn't know their name? Mm. You can text us at 925 You can always call us at 416-870-8888. Uh, we're talking about this because uh, somebody posted online that uh, this guy and his wife were hanging out with another couple for like a week out in Nashville. And at the end of the trip, the husband said to the wife, hey, what are their names? That couple we were with. And the wife was like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And Roz, you famously don't know names. No. I uh, Most I- people on the show. Right, I think Shem and I are the only ones I pretty much remember names. I worked with two people um, for ten years, and t- ten years, and I remembered their names, but only I thought that each like I got them mixed up. Oh, you thought one was the other? Yeah. And for, would you say their names to I, them? No, but I would have conversations with people. Like people would be like, "Oh my god, did you go and see so and so?" Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no! Yes. And when did you find out? Like, when did it hit you? It hit me when. <laughs> It hit, <laughs> uh oh! It hit me on you know those times where like they send around the stupid birthday cards. Oh, <laughs> oh right? no! Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because it was the person who I thought that was their name sent around the birthday card, and I found it weird that they were sending their own birthday card around <laughs> for people to sign, yeah. right? And then it all just sort of hit me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, is this Anthony? Yeah, it's Anthony. How long you known somebody without knowing their name, Anthony? Oh man, it was uh, ten years. 10 years. And I still, yeah, I still don't know her name, though. Okay, and so how do you know her? Uh, so basically, when I used to work at Branton Civic Hospital, we used to talk about three to four times a week in the hallways. And the way that I would just refer to is Sunshine. I used to call her Sunshine. <laughs> because it, at a certain point, I didn't know when to, like, it was way too long. I couldn't ask for yeah. her name after months and years. But I clearly knew, I didn't feel as bad because she didn't know my name either. So what did she call you? So for years, for the 10 years, she was calling me Eli, and I actually thought it was a a translation for something. I I guess I thought it was maybe equivalent to sunshine in her culture, but I just realized she just kept calling me Eli, even though my name badge is around my neck. And I was just And it clearly says Anthony. (laughs) It says Anthony. I don't know if either of you are really fit to work around patients. (laughs) (laughs) Sunshine Yeah. It actually felt pretty badass because I usually get Andrew as a mistake. Anthony, Andrew, pretty close. But during the hallways when she used to see me from a distance, all I hear is Hey, Eli, have a great weekend. <laughs> and what, you would just turn around and be like, yo, you too, I, sunshine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was hilarious. And it was the running joke in the department because everyone was like, do you have a middle name, Eli? Is your real name Eli? And I was like, no, I don't know where she got oh, Eli from. So everybody and, else knew, but no one yeah. would like tell the other person, like tell you what her name was or tell her what your name was? Nope. Everyone, it was the running joke because every so often I would, I would hear Eli in the department. I was like, guys, that's her name. She's using that for me. Yeah. So. So do you know her name now? No, I, you oh. know what? If I had to take, I don't know. Actually, the last day when I left, I even went out, I went to go see her, and I was like, hey, sunshine, it's my last day, just wanted to say goodbye, good luck with everything. 
And she even she just said, Eli, it was so nice working with you. <laughs> Gave me a hug. Wow. And that was it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> if I had to wow. take a guess, she looked like a Susie. If I had to take a guess. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that I story, Eli. It. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Right on, Holmes. I love you. Hey, That's great. Uh, Tia- is it Tiana? <laughs> it is. All right. What's your story? My boyfriend and I, we've been together now for like 13 years, okay? I moved here from BC, so we met online um, on Plenty of Fish. So I was like, okay, we're talking, talking, getting to know each other, not a big deal. I was like, I always wondered, because he always just never addressed my name, and I was like, I asked him one day and I was like, you know, his name was Justin. So I was like, hey, so Justin, like, you know, what do you like? What do you this? You know, asking him a little bit of questions. Anyway, so made the decision, long story short, made the decision to move out here to come here for Christmas time. So we're deciding gifts for each other. And he goes to me. He's like, so Tina. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And we just kind of paused for a second. And he's like, yeah, so what do you want for, for, for Christmas? This, that, and the other. Next thing you know, I was like, wait a second. We hung up the phone and I said, who's Tina? That's not me. I'm like, wait, did he get me mixed up with somebody else? I'm thinking everything. So he, he texts me in a text message and says, um, so I just want the correct spelling of your name. I was like, it's like on like my text, like on my profile or whatever. He's like, oh, no, I just want to make sure. And I was like, well, it's Tiana. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And I was like, okay, can you call me for a minute? So he calls me and he's like, hey, Tina. And I was like, that's kind of not my name. This whole time he thought my name was Tina and it was Tiana. Hold on. I I don't mean to get way off track here, but to me, my detective skills, like I'm going off here. It sounds to me like there was a Tina in his life and Mm -hmm. also a Tiana Mm -hmm. in his life. And it just so happened. And and it's not that he was getting your name wrong. He was mixing the two of you up. That's what I said. I was like, okay, well, I had this like weird gut feeling, right? Like I'm in Vancouver, he's in Toronto, and there's a three-hour time change. He's long gone for his day, his day, and I'm like sitting there, three hours behind, going, okay, am I overthinking this? Like, what about this? What about that? Well, so I asked him. I was like, is there somebody else? And he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm just talking to you. And I was like how come you didn't know my name? He's like, no, it's Tina. And I was like, I think I know my name. It's Tiana. So whatever, whatever happened to Tina? Well, Tina, I guess the way he heard like my name in his mind, he's like, never heard that name before. He said, and he's like, well, I just thought it was Tina. Like, I guess, cause sometimes I can talk really fast. I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. you know, like I'm splurring all my words together. So, mm-hmm. and then I asked him, I was like, is there another, is there another girl? Like, were you seeing a Tina? Of course I did my investigations, didn't find anything. But at the same time, then he calls me back when I arranged to come to Toronto for Christmas. So I'm like, okay, he's like, I want to get you something. Cause you know, the conversation went into nothing ever has my name on it, like legit. So I was like, yeah, like there's, I want a piece of jewelry with my name on it. Like T I A N A. And he, and then all of a sudden he pauses and goes, Oh, Oh, okay. So can you spell that again for me? And wow. he goes, okay, what a dummy. You married a dummy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Tina, Tiana, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. You're so welcome. Uh, thank you. Love you. Love you. Love you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Jazz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Savannah, Savannah, Savannah. It's Roz and Mocha. What kind of mess did you get yourself into? <laughs> okay, so I'm in a really weird situation with my ex, and I can hear you both saying... Never do anything with an ex, but in this situation, I don't know what to do. Oh, wow. So you says, Razamoka fix my life. I'm currently living in Cornwall for school, but as of May, I'll be moving to Kingston for a different program. My ex and I broke up because he can't do the long distance thing when I move. Uh, we are still hooking up and hanging out like nothing changed. I left feeling so confused on what I should do. I want to get back together with him, but it's so difficult because I'm moving. I don't know what to do. So you... You are living like you were living in the same spot and you guys were together very much. And then and then you said, hey, I have to move. And then you guys decided to break up because he couldn't do the long distance thing. And then in that period of when you broke up to when you were moving, you guys were still hooking up and acting like everything was normal. Right. Yeah, that's That's the deal. Okay. so you don't want to try the long distance thing or he doesn't want to try and you do. Uh. He doesn't want to try, and I do. Okay, so why doesn't he want to try? We both have, like, really bad trust issues. Yeah. Like, as much as we trust each other, it still comes down to, like, you know, being a college student and being in a... Kingston is known as, like, a party town. Mm-hmm. So, it's wait, like, hold on. Do you not trust yourself, then? No, I do. I fully do. No, oh. I, don't, I don't think he trusts himself. He doesn't trust himself. I just think it's because we're both like very affectionate people. What does that mean? And, like, the you whole just can't, like, like what you can't, you can't, agree. you can't help yourself. No, <laughs> I just have no. so much affection to give people. Savannah, do you, no. do you not trust him? No, I do trust him. It's just that he doesn't trust you. Know. He doesn't trust you. I guess. Yeah, it does. Is there reason for him to not trust you? No, like I, we've never given a reason not to trust each other. I mean, even when we're not together, like in a relationship, we're still, I don't know, I guess committed to each other. Right. Okay. So does that uh, makes sense. Yeah, sure. But but you're how old are you guys? Young. Yeah. Okay. So what is he in college too? Uh, he's actually out of college. He's welding. Okay. So you're young, right? Like the long distance thing when you're young is is tough because he's young and you know he's working and on a saturday he just wants to like hang out with his chick and do stuff right you know like it's hard to it's hard to ask somebody when they're so full of affection let's just say (laughs) yeah uh you know to hold off for you know maybe next month or over the holidays kind of thing when you can when you can get back there it's a lot to ask of somebody and i'm sure he's got feelings for you but if he's not looking at this like it's forever then why bother yeah. Which is why you guys are just being affectionate now until the split. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are you are you in love with this guy or are you just do you love the other stuff? No, honestly, uh since I moved up to Cornwall for schooling, yeah. I have never felt more at home, not even like back home up until this right. point. How far is the drive for people who don't understand the geography here? Like how far are you moving? How far is that drive? It's only an hour and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> only an hour and a half? And y'all can't save the, okay. the like, affection for that one hour and a half. Like, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying, Mocha. <sighs> oh, Savannah. Yo, your guy's just not into no, it. No, he's not into it. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He's, he's fine. He's fine with you if you're around. He's uh-huh. got no problem with you as his girlfriend. But he doesn't want to put in one ounce of work for this. Yeah. <sighs> 
It's hard to hear. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially it, from you guys. It's hard well, to listen, hear. You want the truth or you want the truth? I know. I mean, so what, are you going to, like, just never go back? Because obviously it's only an hour and a half, and I'm assuming you still know people there. So like, you're going to drive. No, I, I have a lot of friends here. Like, okay. I'm planning on still coming back and stuff. Yeah. So what, are you going to just, like, go back and not call them? Or are you going to go back and be like, hey, I know you don't want to be together, but I'm here. You want to hook up? <laughs> Probably that Yeah, one. of course you yeah. will. Of course you will. You know exactly. You don't need us. You know what you're going to do. You know what you're going to do. You already and then, had this figured out in your yeah, mind, Savannah. And then, and then when you're at school, you're going to hook up too and all that. Let's go and live college dreams, okay? Yeah. Like, what, do you want to get married? <laughs> well, not right now. Okay, well, then don't, don't. Yeah, don't, you're fine. Don't worry about this. You're, you got a lot of stuff to concentrate on. These are your fun years right now. Yeah. Right. You don't need to be you don't need to be worrying about, you know, all this stuff. Just you'll you will figure out this is it's a natural thing to figure out here. And you're with somebody who's not ready. And obviously you're not ready, but you got a good thing. And it feels good when you're together and you love each other's company. And he sort of feels like home and all of this stuff. And it's heartbreaking, you know, to, to think that you're going to move away and lose that for something as, you know, uh, dumb as a 90 minute drive. But sometimes that's the way it goes. Yeah. Just go out there. Just go be affectionate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not too affectionate though. Keep, the, keep yeah. your mind, keep your mind on them books, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that help at all? I mean, I, I I know that you you know you know what the deal is. Obviously, he just doesn't want to put any work into this. I think it was just that uh, listening to your podcast and listening to you guys on the radio when I was back home, I kind of just needed to hear you guys say it. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you guys have always been like a massive part in my life. Yeah, you're gonna be like okay. November, so you're gonna be you're gonna, I, be, I you're gonna just... be okay. Yo, your first week out there, you're gonna forget about yeah, this guy. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be <laughs> no just. You're gonna be just fine. Yeah. You're gonna be just. You're fine. good, Savannah. Thanks, guys. I do have a question. Yeah. Are you guys gonna ask the question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Savannah. Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Growing up, it was Mocha, but recently, Roz, you've got my heart. Um, Take the win, bro. I'll take don't the win. Ask, okay, no, 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 you're right, you're right. You're you don't right. want any you're follow-ups. Right. No, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I take that win. I don't know. I take that win. Also, congratulations, Roz, Thank on your you. book. Thank you, my I'm love. So I appreciate it. I'm excited to read it. I appreciate it. Hope you love it. Bye, guys. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, James Corden last night, Camila Cabello uh, doing, was she doing carpool karaoke more? Is that what they were doing? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. that? Yes, she was. Yeah. Um, and they get into this sort of, they go back to the beginning with Camila Cabello to talk about uh, X Factor and oh. what was the thing at that time that got her on that stage what was her motivation for wanting to do x factor tell me this when did you decide to go and audition for x factor i was 15 i was like a huge one direction fan um and i was like the voice x factor and i was like well one direction will be at x factor i don't know if they'll be at the voice so let me audition for x factor that was the reason literally (laughs) no this is really Embarrassing, and I can only say this because obviously that was like 10 to 10 years ago. But I literally was like, I'm auditioning for X Factor because I will marry Harry Styles. Like, I you really believed yeah. that you were gonna marry Harry Styles? Well, I didn't think we were gonna get married, but I was like, I'm gonna audition for X Factor, we're gonna meet, I'm gonna become a singer, and we'll probably fall in love, right? You know, it wasn't like marriage, but I was like, we'll probably, we'll probably fall in love. 
by the way, that's the first time I've ever confessed the real intention behind me auditioning for X Factor. I'm oh, no. sure of the honesty of it. Yeah. I also don't think you were the only person with that I intention. Wasn't. So you get on stage, you audition, it obviously goes brilliantly, and then they say, we're going to put you in a band. How did you feel? I felt great. I was a One Direction fan. I was like, this is better. This is the same exact thing that happened to them. Hey. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay, right? So Come then so now. then it comes to the I mean, the that's bit. why I joined this show, Roz. <laughs> Which is why, Maury. Oh, because of you. Thank you. Because we were going to fall in love one day. There's still time. There's still time. You're right. You're out you're of the book. You're still married. <laughs> and, 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 and you're still out of the book. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Uh, so when it comes to that... <laughs> So compliments don't work. Okay, uh, here we go. So this is uh, this is uh, Camila Cabello on uh, what, it, what that whole journey with the band was like. Is there any bit of you misses being in a band? Honestly, no. But there's no like hard feelings for me about it because I am like we were so young. Like I'm such a different person than that time. But there were some really fun times there too. Of course. For How can sure. there not be? And I and you know what I do miss like being in a band in the sense that like. When I am doing promo or whatever, like, I want to have other people next to me to, like, banter off of. But I don't miss, like, splitting creative decisions five ways. Cause I, you were about to say money, be honest. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a great interview. Really great segment. She did a great job. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, oh, hey, tomorrow's 420. Is it? But is that really significant anymore, I though? I just realized. Wow. Deepa, how are we celebrating? Um, I'm not celebrating that, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, Deepa, have you, ever, have you ever smoked weed before? No. No, huh? Never. Have you ever tried it? No. I didn't even know what it smelled like until the 11th grade. Some kid had smoked it, like, beside me in my psychology class. And I was like, hey, teacher, it smells like skunk in here. Oh, oh no! You snitched! I didn't know I was snitching, though. I thought you you thought there was a skunk in the class? Yeah, like... Wait, the kid was smoking in the class? Or he had smoked outside and just came in and he was still smelling like it? It was after lunch break, right? So I think he went outside and did it. And then I had no clue. So um, that's my experience with weed. (laughs) Narc. Yeah, you went went straight to... Yeah, you didn't even go for... You didn't stop at user. You just went straight to 21 Jump Street. And uh, this person who you snitched on, who you narked on, did you... Like, was they part of your friend group or just like a class... Like, just so happened that they were in your class? It just so happened that uh, they were in my class and we never became friends after that. That's no. For sure. <laughs> I wonder and why. nobody ever trusted me again. <laughs> <laughs> so you will not be celebrating 420 tomorrow. No. I think no. they're still doing stuff. Do like, they, though? No, it's no, no, no. I don't think they yeah, do. I no. saw on Blog TO, they posted, like, here's what's happening on 420. And really? Tomorrow, do I they? have no idea what... Now, is, or is, maybe it, just for the uh, nostalgia of weedheads getting together. But is this Maury maybe the people who are still sort of anti-establishment where they, even though it's legal, uh, they they still like to have their guy or they still like to oh, grow it themselves. They, they're the, they they're don't the want to go to the OGs. shop. They're yeah. the, you know, the originators. Yeah. 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 I mean, the guy across the hall from me celebrates 420 every hour. <laughs> how many, and how many yeah. times have you told on him? Oh, I mean, Deepa and I could start an agency. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Happy 420, Fabian. Oh, man. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, Fabian, the biggest weed head we know. Big fan of the Roz and Mocha show. Fabian emailed us yesterday. I don't know. You didn't see these videos, Roz. No. But he sent oh, us yeah. videos. Uh, and I need you to explain. So Fabian grows weed at home. He's got his own tents. He made his own Razamoka strain of weed as well, yeah. right? That he yes. confirmed he does not sell no, no. the Razamoka weed. He just gives the seeds away yep. and uh, gives the plants away to uh, to fans, right? So Fabian Absolutely. sent two videos, and it's of these weed plants inside of a tent. It looks like there's some, like, super cool LED lighting in there oh, yeah. to help the plants, and they look I don't know anything about weed plants, but these plants look beautiful. <laughs> I assume that they are thriving. Uh, Fabian, are these the the Razamoka weed that plants mm, that you've grown? No, no. no okay, what I, are these? Okay, so there's one. The one tent is uh, full of rent. Hold on, here. Let me and show then, Roz. These are the. Hold on, hold on. Hold here's on. one of the oh videos. Oh my god, they're huge, right? This looks like a Netflix documentary. Yeah. Yeah. So what are these again, then, Fabian? So the ones that I'm assuming you're looking at now that you say are huge is my runs tent because those are the biggest nuts I got. Okay. Right. So and then my other tent is ice cream cake crossed with sunset sherbet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you guys don't know, but no, 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 no. Yeah, but they look good. Yeah, for they look amazing. Yeah, yeah, for weed. Like it to me, like I don't know. It looks like it just looks so alien, you know? Like yeah. I don't know what it's good weed looks like. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, it's the colors. Yeah, that's what good weed looks like, Roz. Right, right Looking there? Yeah, okay. Well, okay, yeah, so congratulations. Before I go any further. What? Before I go any further, congratulations, bro. Thank you very much. You know I uh, pre-ordered that book. It's like, as soon as, like, I was, like, ju- like I hit, like, just, I hit the order as soon as you released it, bro. Oh, uh, you're the best. Thank uh, you, man. A Little Appreciate Bit Broken it. is the name of the memoir that Roz is releasing on September 27th. You can pre-order right now at rozweston.com. As you did, Fabian, as I did, um, and, and like, a, a lot of other people did on day one. So thank you, you for your support of that, man. Um, so no what problem. are you doing to celebrate 420 today? So today, actually, there's a lot. Uh, my, my mentor uh, is coming down from BC, so I'm going to try to meet up with him today. Hold on, like you're uh, like you're like you're you're at work mentor or you're growing weed mentor. My gra- growing weed mentor. Oh, gotcha. Because okay, you're okay, a plumber, cool. not your plumbing mentor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah not okay. my plumbing. We're not talking about plumbing here, guys. Okay. Come on. Okay, okay. Okay, so you're meeting up with your weed mentor, and then what? Yeah. And then there's a couple of events that are happening today. So I think I'm going to go and swing around them today because I haven't been to any of them. Like, I only went to the one, and that was it. But today I think I'm going to go hit a couple of parties up. Yeah, well, good for you. Because we were trying to figure out yesterday, like, you know, now that, like, weed is legal, what celebrations or, like, what events take place on 420 now? Like, how has it changed? All kinds of events now, man. Every single dispensary around here is having a 420 event. Um... There's actually some halls and stuff people are renting to have parties and stuff. So, like, I think it's a little bit bigger now, man. Now that it's illegal, I think it's bigger now. Yeah. So, do you have, Fabian, like, a special weed that you grow or that you save that you only smoke on 420? Uh, Not this time around. I'm just the the runs because I only grew two plants of it before I did the whole tent. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my my runs is my uh, go-to strain. I'm going to show – I want to show my mentor and see if he gives the approval. Mm. Gotcha, hey, gotcha, does your gotcha. wife celebrate 420 as well, or is this just like a you thing Absolutely. only? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so it's we a family thing. It. It's a family thing, man. All right, well, Fabian, yeah. um, happy 420. Oh, man, you know what? You guys made my day because you guys called me today. So thank <laughs> I know, you're true. usually That's the one true. trying to reach That's out true. to us, huh? 
I've been, I've been trying to call. Your line's been busy. So, but thank you so much, man. I love you guys. You know that, man. Yeah. You make my days. You make everything about me, man. Roz, I hope I get an autograph. Just saying. You I don't will. care about you not will. being in the book. But I love you guys. Baby, I'm going to tell you right now, bro. You are not in the book. <laughs> I I'm going to... I'm gonna. I'm writing a memoir. It's gonna be called High as Hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all support that, bro. <laughs> I love you guys, man, so much. I can't stress it. You guys uh, mean the world. Love, love you too, bro. Uh, love you too. We, we love you just as much, baby. You have a wicked day. Same to you, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, Hugh Jackman's wife did an interview. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the rumors that uh, that have plagued Hugh forever that he's uh, gay and uh, how they deal with that. And her answer is just brilliant, which I guess is sort of the, the hypothetical question would be, well, if Hugh Jackman was gay. <laughs> when you're a celebrity, you're so open slather to people wanting to say negative things. I mean, Hugh's been gay for whatever. I mean, hello, guys. If he was gay, he could be gay. He didn't have to hide in the closet anymore. And he'd be dating Brad Pitt or whatever, you know? (laughs) What the Brad's name. But you know know what I'm saying. It's so silly. See, I would say... Yeah, who would you put Hugh Jackman together with? Not George Clooney. I mean, his wife opened no, the door for this. No. His wife opened the door for this. Who? I say George Clooney. Clooney. She's saying Brad Pitt, obviously, oh. because of the looks. Yes. But they don't match. No. I see him more with Ryan answer. Reynolds. Ryan no. Reynolds. Because they're both, they're both musical. They're both funny. Like, they mesh very well and complement really? each other. Ben Affleck. No, see, no, you guys no. are going, you guys are, you guys are way off base here. I think I was close no with Ryan Reynolds. way off base. Way off Who base. Who do you think? If Hugh, if Hugh if, Jackman were gay. And, and we're only saying this because his wife already threw the hypothetical yes, out that he would yes. be with Brad Pitt. Okay. If Hugh Jackman were gay, he would not be with a Clooney type or not be with a whatever type. If Hugh Jackman were gay, he would 100% be with a Timothy Chalamet, Sean Mendez type. Not at all. Oh, younger. Younger. No. Small, slight. Uh-huh. Yes. Smooth. Smooth. Right? Yep. A hundred percent. You know what? Harry get, Styles. Get in line. Harry uh-huh. Styles like that. That uh, Anthony from Queer Eye, like that sort well, of. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. I you know could what, though? not disagree more. You met, I could. Theater lover, right? That yeah. kind of that kind of thing. I would yeah. absolutely see Hugh Jackman and Shawn Mendes yeah. being a couple. Absolutely. Thank you. Power couple. Power. Yeah. They would rule. Not that, listen, is Hugh Jackman's wife opened this door. Yes. Okay? And we can we can put the fantasy together, as she has in her own head. Uh-huh. In her She's head. A, it's Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt in her For head. For her. Right? But you brought up a very good point that Hugh Jackman would go younger. Yeah. Go younger, and I think that he would go for the the more arty type, not the not the the hard body sort of you know alpha male you know uh, kind of like stud. I think that he would go with the the sort of more arty arty I think individual. Maybe a Jake Gyllenhaal. No, 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 no. Mm. I originally said Sean Mendez, but yeah. you brought up another name yeah. that is now my definitive answer, yes. which is Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. could he, see that more than a Timothy Shelton. I think that he would be yeah. bored of Timothy because he's a very very funny guy mm-hmm. and i think that the two would not go well together as far as look comedy. at Mo- look at maury's like he's he's like don't you put him with my fantasies <laughs> right Do you keep i'm, I'm okay. breaking this couple okay, up right now <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Mm. Do you guys remember last mm. week when we were playing uh that clip from the mm. grandma on tiktok who's given rules um to follow at her funeral 
Yes. And there was somebody she definitely did not want to show up, right? These are my rules at my funeral. Listen up. You could cry, but don't cry too much. Don't make a fool of yourself. Bertha is not invited. Don't let her in. And you better get drunk afterward. Take a shot for me. So <laughs> out of all of that, right? Yeah. The oh, yeah. one thing that caught that everyone wanted to know is who the hell is Bertha? Bertha is not invited. Yeah. Don't let her in. And why is Grandma so salty towards Bertha? What happened? She's like, become like insta-famous Grandma that, Droniak. Has she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it because it's because of the Bertha thing? Yes. Right? She, yeah, got, she got beef with Bertha? Bertha <laughs> is not invited. So, Don't let her in. So what the hell happened? Does she explain? Do we, get, do we know the story now? So Grandma Droniak went back on TikTok because the response of who the hell is Bertha yeah. just started running wild. So she had to tell us all yeah. who Bertha is okay. and what happened. I cut Bertha out of my life for a long time. She was not a good person. She was trying to talk to my husband, and I didn't like that either because oh, she's no. a troublemaker. She tried to copy off whatever I wore. She had to wear it too. Now she knows I'm a celebrity and she gets jealous. So I stay away from her. If she comes to my funeral, kick her out. I don't need her. Uh, scandal. Yo. So it's not just one reason, right? No. It's all the reasons. Multiple, multiple But it reasons. seems like they still talk because she said she's jealous that I'm famous now. So or they no, must still talk. No, or sure people know, she, yeah, right? So they're yeah, like talking yeah, to yeah, yeah. each of them about the other, which is what I think is happening, right? Now she knows I'm a celebrity and she gets jealous. So somebody probably <laughs> went to Grandma Droniak and said, after your TikTok video went viral, Bertha's been, you know, saying yeah. some stuff. Yeah. She's pretty jealous. How long till Bertha starts up oh, a TikTok? This is what I'm hoping now. This is what I'm hoping. This becomes a right? big back and forth. Oh, my God. Between two old ladies on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. This is why the platform was invented. Now she knows I'm a celebrity and she gets jealous. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh, man. I love me a good Florida man story. Oh, no. And I got another one. Okay. But this isn't like a dumb criminal story. Okay. It just happens that this guy lives in Florida. Um... His name is uh, Ramiro Alanis. Mm-hmm. He was in the Guinness Book of World Records back in 2019 for watching Avengers Endgame 191 times. Oof. And anytime these that's Marvel movies. That's a long movies, movie, too. That's three hours. three hours. And a lot of times when these uh, Marvel movies get played in theaters, you always see there's always one person that wants to break a record by watching it yeah. X amount of times to be. Yeah, the because, Book of World Records, because right? nerds don't get to say that they waited in line for 14 days anymore mm-hmm. because all your tickets are ordered online. Like movie theaters are all reserved seating now, And like months right? in advance And, and too, months in right? advance because that used to be the thing. That used to be when a Star Wars movie came out or like a big movie came out, you would know there were certain theaters in every city that would have these lines that would start like 25, 30 days in advance where people would camp out on a sidewalk for yeah. a month to see Star Wars. So this guy... Um, in Florida, who watched Endgame 191 times. Now when they get in the theater, they just don't leave. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, so he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. And then Jesus. last year, there was a guy who watched some French movie. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember that. 204 times. Yes. So dethroned this dude from Florida. It's not cool, man. So a guy from Florida was like, uh-uh-uh-uh, Mr. Frenchie. 
bonjour, but I'm here to reclaim my title again. Okay, so what do you do? So he goes to watch Spider-Man No Way Home and makes it back into the Guinness Book of World Records for spending approximately 720 hours or 30 full days watching Spider-Man No Way Home. He spent $3,400 on tickets over the course of three months. Excuse me. Um... He watched, at times he watched, like, consecutive days. Yeah. Five showings of the movie in a row. How long is No Way Home? That's a long movie. Two and a half hours. Two and a half. So he ended up watching uh, No Way Home 292 times. Jeez. In the theater. And I didn't know this about, I guess, with these these watching the movie for for Guinness, there are, they have rules set in place, right? In order for you to achieve the status. Right. So according to Guinness, in order to break this record or be the new record holder, uh, you're not allowed to, or at least for this guy, he wasn't allowed to take naps. Yeah. Use his phone. And he couldn't even go to the bathroom while the movie was playing. No. Yeah. Really? So for me, that's the big one right there that you're not I, allowed. Two and a half hours and you're not allowed to go to the bathroom? Man, I just hope these guys are like, you pop in vitamin D before they try and break these records. Right. I really do. Because you come out of that, right? 30 days in a movie theater, basically. You're a mole person at mm-hmm. that point. Like, you need sunshine. Yeah. You really, like, you're a chud. Like, if he's watching, let's say, Five showings in one day. You need, you need, like, like, is he allowed to then leave, like, in between showings, go outside and, like, I kick imagine, it for, like, 10, sure, 15 minutes? Sure, right? I imagine you can, yeah, yeah, but that's not enough. No, absolutely not. It's not enough, no. and you're, like, in the dark. Like, I bet you this guy needs glasses now. Probably. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Like, he's probably done some damage to those eyes. Yeah. Right? Pale. Guinness Book of World Records yeah. for, like, strongest prescription. Yeah, I wonder what his wife thinks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sky. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the kids in the hall are back. They ran from uh, 89 to 95. Yeah. Not only on CBC in Canada, but HBO and Comedy Central in the States. You can go back and find old Kids in the Hall stuff on YouTube now from like 93. And it is so relevant. They were so ahead of their time with their take on social commentary that it's freaky. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, every now and then somebody posts a clip of The Simpsons where they're like Simpsons predicted the future. Uh Kids in the Hall is like that in a lot of ways, too, where you can go back and they've done some skits, which were which were funny at the time, but you really didn't get it. But they were so tuned into that part of people that they not only got it, but they were able to write brilliant comedy at the time. And it only made sense like 25 years later, man. Like, yeah. it's crazy. One of their most famous skits was, I'm squishing your head. Yeah, I know. Oh, everyone I know. went around the, yeah, yeah, everyone went around school going, I'm squishing yeah, your that head. Yeah, cha- that changed the world. Everybody and, was You know what's so that, funny? Man. So they released a trailer uh, for the new Kids in the Hall that's premiering on Prime Video, by the way, on May 13th. And, uh, and there's also a documentary, too, May 20th. 
on Kids in the Hall. But it's weird to see the gang back together. Yeah. But they release like one of those red band trailers, so it's full of swear words. Oh, yeah. So dirty. It's really, really good. Uh, Damon Mori had a chance to uh, catch up with uh, with the cast of the new Kids in the Hall. Again, Prime Video is where it's going to be, and the new season debuts on May 13th. What is it like, oh. what is it like to know that there's going to be a brand new audience that may not have seen the original show? I, I, I just hope they love it. I mean, I think it's it's really funny, and I think we we make each other laugh for the same reason, so why wouldn't some new fans come on board? I think uh, I look forward to seeing who they turn out to be. And people have strange brains, and people who have strange brains like us, whether whether they're 60 or, or 16, I think. Now, you were in the bathroom, so you didn't get to answer this question. <laughs> I had to pee because I'm old. No worries. Are you absolutely yeah. excited? It's been so many years. You are back. Kids in the hall are back. How exciting is that for you? Well, my mother was English, so I never learned how to be excited. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I, but I, I, I know that I really loved being back in front of the cameras with the other four guys. So, and like, that was a, you know, experience that, that I missed. You know, it was always fun to be on, you know, on set with the, who I think are the four funniest guys in the world. Oh, it's so good to hear them back together again, huh? Yeah. Uh, by the way, New Kids in the Hall, new season premieres on uh, Prime Video on May 13th. This is Damon Mori talking to the cast. Is there a to-do list that you guys have of stuff that you're super excited to check off? Because I did some research, and I can't believe Canadian icons, Kids in the Hall, do not have an Order of Canada. So is that something that maybe is next on your... Like, how is that even possible? I, I I don't know how. I mean, because I know some some people like people like Marty Short, Dave Thomas. <laughs> that, that's a yeah, they have Order of Canada. I mean, how is that? How is that acceptable? What we really want is to be the five mayors of Calgary, and we are not going to stop until we become the five Good mayors one. of Calgary. Yeah. And this is our year because then she's gone. Yeah. So okay, so you'd rather that than the Order of Canada. Everybody wants that. That's what every comedian in this country wants. Look, we're comedians. You have to wear that thing every day. That's one of the things they make you do. You always, if you're once you accept the Order of Canada, or as I like to call it, the odor of Canada. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to wear it every day. What does the Order of Canada get you? Uh, a pin, a pin, yeah, and a sash. <laughs> I think. I think you get like a. a I don't know. I, nothing. It's an ego thing, right? Yeah, and you yeah. have to wear it everywhere. Yeah, just a pin. It's not like a like a medal that you can well, wear no, around you your neck. Like, you get something at home. Like there is like some sort of trophy thing. No, or but plaque, something I can carry but... around. Like, does it get me? Like, if I go to to like my local Tim Hortons, right? Mm, and there's a long mm, ass lineup. No, does that get no. me line bypass and I can no. move to the front? No, nope. it does not. No, it does oh. not. No, it doesn't. Do you remember these are the? Remember the Dave's I know. Remember that song the daves i know that was one of their that was one of their their famous their famous and let me see if i can play it here hold on here yeah let's hi i'm bruce mccullough i'd like to tell you about the daves i know (laughs) oh yes i do remember that song yes david hoffner he works in my dad's store He's worked here for 12 years. He'll probably work here for more. <laughs> These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. Dave Gore, I've known since I was six. 
Integrated, he broke his leg, so we got drunk and sick. <laughs> <laughs> you think they redo this song? I Have don't know, it? man. I That'd don't know, but they're so, so brilliant. Uh, Kids in the Hall, new season premieres on Prime Video on May 13th. And also on Prime Video, they have a documentary on Kids in the Hall. Uh, that will premiere on May 20th. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. You guys remember a few weeks ago, there was a story of this uh, singer out of Brazil who ended up going to the doctor or hospital because she was feeling extreme stomach pain. Uh, It was revealed that throughout her relationship with her boyfriend, I can't remember how long they were together, but she would never fart in front of him. Mm, And it caused stomach pain. um, And she had to go and they were like, yeah, it's because you're holding in your farts. Yeah. Um, So the same thing happened again. Uh, to a woman, a 19-year-old in Ireland. She'd been together with her boyfriend for like two years. Yeah. And all never. of a sudden, never she never farted in front of him, right? Yeah, that's rough. And then uh, last week, she was at work and started feeling like extreme stomach pains. Right. Had to go to the hospital. She was like curled over, like limping. The pain was so bad. Really? It's not good. Does it get trapped or like what yeah, happens listen to, to this. It. Yeah. This woman in Ireland, it yeah. was so bad. They had to remove her appendix. No. Because it was about to burst because she was holding in her farts. Really? As a result of holding in her farts. Like I've been, I remember like years ago, like when you're, you know, a teenager kind of thing. Because when you're when you're sort of grown, things matter a little bit less. You're, you're grown. But when you're younger, you just don't want to be seen as like a gross boy, right? Sure. And so I remember really like holding him in in those sort of teenage years when you were, when you were dating. And it hurt. Like I remember yeah. there were days where like I left and and it and it hurt me to leave yeah. because I, I was in a real good situation. Yeah, you know what of I mean. Of course, of course. But I had to leave because I was in so much pain, yeah. like so much pain. I had to walk the long way home. Oh, and hopefully just, just to walk him out. Hopefully something something like moves in your stomach yes. and then let it, it releases. Yes, right. It's not good. It's um, not good. That... So yeah, so she had to get her her appendix removed. And there oh, were so many comments God. on this story from other women yeah. who were like, "I'm the same way." Like one person said, "Almost five years together, uh, and uh, no man has ever heard, or that man has never heard a fart come out of me." Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Another person said, "I've held them in all my life around everyone. None of my friends or family have witnessed me letting one rip." Since I was a baby. Wow. I yeah. watched a, a Nest Cam video yesterday on TikTok where... Excuse I guess me? Huh? This this man went to his girlfriend's family's house. Yeah. And he really had to fart. Yeah. So he went onto the front porch... Right. To do it, but the family was watching him <laughs> on, on the, the on the door cam. on the nest oh, cam. No, no, it's not good. So he's like, you could see him bend over and then wave, like fanning it behind him, and they're oh, all watching. No. <laughs> just at that point, go to the. Well, no, even if you go to the no. bathroom, he didn't know there was a camera. He was just trying to be polite. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the problem, right? Yeah. So stop holding in your farts. Oh hearts. God! Oh, like, that's just so like this, this woman in Ireland who, with her boyfriend, been with her boyfriend for like two years, yeah. has never farted in front of him. Those that was weird little things when you're dating, huh? Yeah, you just hang out because because if you if Would you, you be ask, judged on the sound or the smell, no, just uh, I, I know think I both, think people maybe. are just gonna look at you differently, and and it's not about the the sound or the smell. I think that when you're in those relationships, you just try and do anything to prevent 
the person you're with from seeing you as anything other than sexy. Yeah. Right. So like they don't. You're suddenly not that. You know. You're now. You're you like. You know. Now you fart. Right. I remember and, when and people think that that's a big deal and they're not going to be looked at sexy it on anymore. the first date. Like, hey, you when know, Jenna and I happens, first yeah, started dating, yeah, it took me, I think, months. When was it? Yeah, it was a couple of months before I would like poop. Yeah. In the, her, ha- in, the like, home, in the home. In the same place. Yeah. Really? So like we went on a trip. I think it was our trip to Florida. Yeah. And we were at the hotel and yeah. I really had to go. Yeah. And I said, I'll be right back. And I left the hotel room. Right. And I went down to the lobby. No, you didn't. You used a I public went, toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I used the bathroom not. in the lobby. No, and I came back didn't. and she said, where were you for so long? Yeah. And then I told her. And she's like, she's like, stop being so this. stupid. Yeah, yeah we can't like, do it's this. It's fine. There's no like, way to live. Yeah, if you ha- if you got to go, just go in the bathroom, right? Like, I'm not going to feel it. Like, you everyone, see? You're so... Like, po- and was it because you thought that she wasn't going to think you were sexy anymore yeah, if she walked I'm, in and smelled it right afterwards? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. And I'd been gone for a while. Yeah. So I'm sure she was worried. Right. Like, where yes. is this guy, right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Let me play this for you guys. Mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on it. And feel free to text in. There's this woman from the U.S. She's living in the U.K. On TikTok, she told this story. She goes by the name of Rebel Marie. Okay. Of living with her boyfriend mm-hmm. in the same house, mm-hmm. but on different floors. Listen to this. I love talking about our situation. Yes, um, my partner and I have been together for almost three years. Uh, Last August, we bought a duplex. So it is an up and down. um, And I have a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. He has a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. We share a basement and an attic and hallways, like stairwells, yard. um, And we go back and forth. We leave like our back doors open so um, we can go between each space. Kids come and go as they see fit. Um, But I have a very different design aesthetic than him. Um, I am a maximalist and he is not. I don't do my dishes every day. He needs to. um, And this just works better for us. And it's great. And I think it's going to be how we stay in love (laughs) for the rest of our lives is by not living together full time. I don't know if I could ever do that, man. There's no no way I'd be able to do that. I would love this. <laughs> I of knew. Of you would. As soon as I, I heard this woman's TikTok, when I watched it, when I read the story, I knew the first person in my mind that popped yeah. in was Damn It Maury, that I this would that be if, your ideal if you situation. you find a way to make your marriage last, and if, you, if she wants to do dishes, he doesn't want to do dishes, or whatever it was, and you have the money to do something like she's doing, more power to you. I think that you can only do this if it starts this way, though. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can go from living together to then deciding to buy a split and you go then take your space and I take my space. No, I don't don't think think you can do that. that. You would have to start off as dating, living in separate homes, and then once you decide to move in to the same space... At that point, you make the suggestion of living. I mean, it I makes things. Separately. It makes dinner more special. It makes the time that you are together more special. And then tonight, you're like, okay, good night. I know, but where are you doing all those things though? Like that's my. It's the the, the sort of separation. It's not sort of the the separation of mess. It's the separation of people, mm-hmm. right? Like once when you, do you start, do the 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 togetherness. Yeah, like are you cooking together and then you're messing up one person's or place? How cool is or this? Like, you, okay, I'm gonna cook today. Like, cool Come on this? over to my place. Come on no. over to my no. place. That's your husband. No, no, it's, yeah, it's so, sexy. Like for 
example, yesterday, right? Like in our house, right? Like there was a couple of times just out of nowhere, yeah. Jen and I would like walk up to each other, just kiss on the kiss on the lips and say I love you and yes. then just carry on, right? Like right. when you're in a situation like this where you're in separate rooms, right? Or in their case, separate floors, you couldn't necessarily do that. Well, you can go walk all the way up the stairs. But and, like, do they do they hang out together in like one per? Like, do they watch Netflix in one person's place and then they cook dinner in another person's place? Like, how so separate are they? Like, according to this article, they also have kids. Right, so the kids That's are healthy. also walking up between the top flat and the lower flat as well, which right. is just like, are you just coexisting? Super weird, man. Like, but it it kind of seems like a roommate situation. The the the, the, the replies to this though, yeah. honestly, people, people are loving it. Were into it. One person yeah. said, I love this idea. It would give personal space when you need it, but someone there when you want it. Another person said, I love Stop this. It. I think the worst part of being with anyone is having to compromise how you live to please the other hey, at times. This Another is... person said, hold on here. Okay. There's no hope. People don't There's realize no how awesome it is to have your own space and still get to be with the love of your life. Yeah, because Amen. you want everything, right? Mm. Oh, sorry. So you want everything then? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I fine. Think Deepa would be into this. No. No. No, I feel like what's the point of being in a relationship with somebody if you have, like, separate spaces? Because you're not, like, working on anything in the relationship. There's no compromise. There's no, like, hey, like, how do we meet in the middle? Which I think is, like, super important to a relationship. But time apart is, is like, amazing. Whack. My husband is now back to work, mm. and we're now stronger than ever. So two things I do agree with when it comes to time apart, right? One, I, if you say that we need to have separate bathrooms, that's fine. I, under, I understand that. That's a whole deal. It's time. Everybody's getting ready in the morning and all this other stuff. Sure. But I have said for a long time that I, I think that one of the sort of keys to a successful long-term um, relationship is you have to allow, not all the time, but you have to allow for separate vacations, Right. And whatever, sure. but whatever a vacation is to that individual, because that's one place where a lot of people don't agree with is what is a great vacation. And I think that you going away with a couple of dudes for like a super long weekend for, yeah. you know, four days, you know, your wife going away with, you know, her girls to go and do a thing. Maybe they go to Cancun for a week, whatever it is. I think that kind of thing is healthy. No, no, right. No, not Cancun. Not Cancun. Okay. <laughs> so Cancun. like Edmi Edmonton, right? Yeah. Edmonton. Yeah. Okay. Not, not <laughs> Cancun, no, so though, right? <laughs> no. Man, I've been to Cancun before. No, 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 no. Cancun is closed. Okay. Cancun is closed. Uh, uh, this woman on TikTok told the story of how her and her husband or her boyfriend uh, live in the same house, in the same duplex, but on different floors. And here's a response that we're getting. My husband and I have separate bathrooms, separate closets, separate offices. Yeah. This minimizes any and little uh, arguments. Separate full living spaces I'm not sure about. No. Uh, another person said, I live with my partner, my partner of seven years, on the weekends at his place, and I live with a roommate with a type of domestic partnership during the week. Our weekends are really intentional and lovely. Yeah, I, I could never be lying in bed being like, does Catherine have people over tonight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like what's I she couldn't, up to? What's she doing? Yeah, like I couldn't. Not out of like. No, no, no. Out of distrust, no, just no. like out of curiosity, the right? The noise. I have, I have um, separate bathrooms and yeah, separate That I understand. Matthew I understand separate bathrooms. That's normal, though. That's normal. More, yeah. more texts coming in. I love that. I need space and quiet time and a place to do my art. So I'm all for that. Another person wrote, I love it. Another person wrote, definitely could do this. We sleep in separate rooms and this would be ideal. Oh. 
Yeah. So a lot of people, look, my husband and I live in the same house, but in separate rooms, he snores. Another person, Jeez, I would love man. to live like this. I know. There's no hope, huh, Sham? Oh, hating on the snores, man. I know. I know. It's only a matter of time. Jeez. It's only a matter of time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. There's a woman who uh, lives in the UK with her boyfriend in the same duplex, but they live on separate floors. And she told this story on TikTok, and it blew up. Uh, they have kids. The kids can, you know, freely go in between both apartments. And she has a different uh, design aesthetic than he does. And just like certain personality traits of the way they like to live in a space are completely different. And she says it works for them. Can you play her again? Because I, I want to hear how just casually she says this. So, again, they have, like, one big house, but two it's two separate apartments within that house, yeah. right? Listen to this. I love talking about our situation. Yes, um, my partner and I have been together for almost three years. Uh, last August, we bought a duplex. So it is an up and down. Um, and I have a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. He has a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. We share a basement and an attic and hallways, like stairwells yard um and we go back and forth we leave like our back doors open so um, we can go between each space kids come and go as they see fit um but i have a very different design aesthetic than him um i am a maximalist and he is not i don't do my dishes every day he needs to um and this just works better for us and it's great and i think it's going to be uh how we stay in love (laughs) for the rest of our lives is by not living together full-time and the response to her tiktok was astonishing as to how many people were into it uh not into it shem not into it myself and you Roz, not into it damn it maury on the flip side much like the supporters of this woman on tiktok definitely into it find what works for you and if this works for you that's amazing a maximalist by the way in case you couldn't tell uh is quote a person who holds extreme views and is not prepared to compromise oh i thought max i thought that just meant (laughs) that's not a relationship for you then that is not a relationship for you uh let me see here um i wouldn't want to be with someone i couldn't tolerate all the time that's not love the reason i love my husband so much is that we can we can coexist together in close quarters without getting under each other's skin hmm uh somebody said single income can benefit both during tax time <laughs> i think it's a great Stop idea it. overall it would save a lot of arguments <laughs> because of taxes <laughs> thanks come on baby gotta, uh, gotta be an account move upstairs yeah. <laughs> uh, my husband and i actually work amazing together during dinner prep cook and clean up we don't even have to say a word we just work amazing together and get stuff done uh, it's just great to have someone on the same page. If you asked me four years ago with my ex, I would absolutely love to live separately. Yeah. Uh, we did not mesh well when it came to household <laughs> chores or dinners. It was a disaster, hence the ex. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, space is so important, reads another text. My husband and I take time apart by doing little solo trips with friends, but we share every space in our home. Right. I think that right there, that's healthy a healthy way of living, yeah. uh, of being in a relationship, right? I, I think that what she's saying is that nobody will live with me, but this guy came the closest. Right. <laughs> That's to me what it sounds like. Uh, really? Let's go to Sandy. What do you think? Uh, so, you know, I think, like, it's certainly not abnormal. Like, I think a lot of people, as, as the tech are kind of coming in, like, a lot of people do live uh, certain aspects of their lives kind of separately. But I, I also still kind of think it's weird. Like, 
that's like having like a next door neighbor. Like it's a complete separate like living. And I don't know if that is like, I don't really see the beauty in that in like in the, in a relationship where, you know, like you kind of accommodate each other and, you know, compromise for each other. Like I just, I don't know if they're anything more than just neighbors, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, uh, they're just friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's what it feels like. It's just too separate. Yeah. I think, I know a lot of people like, oh my God, this is the key to everything. But I look at something like that as being wildly unhealthy as opposed to healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not down with it no. at all. I could not no. do it at all. No, no, no. And maybe you shouldn't even be with that person. Well, that's it. Like, like if you, if you can't stand to live to. with them, like you can't stand yeah. to live with that person. Yeah. Uh, one person just texted as we're talking here. Uh, These people are nuts. Just date. If you can't handle committing to someone, get out of here. That comes to us from Chris. So uh, thank you so much, Chris, and thank you for your phone call today. Thank you. Have a nice day, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Nicholas joins us right now. What's going on, dude? So a girl broke up with me because her parents sold her to. Oh. After her parents sold her to. Wow, that's harsh. Okay, you wrote this. Uh, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Long story short... Uh, by the way, there's like 10 lines to this. That's not how you do a long story short, bro. Uh, long, <laughs> long story short, I was with a girl for quite a while, and it was great. Best relationship I've ever had. Uh, now, the catch is that I have a disability, and she knew about it. What's a disability before we go on? Uh, it's um, Asperger's syndrome. Okay. Uh, that didn't change anything between myself and her. To her parents, though, uh, whole other story. Once they found out, they told her to break up with me that I wasn't, quote, normal, was never going to be normal, and that any kids I would ever had um, wouldn't be normal either. This was six months ago, and I've been incredibly depressed and anxious ever since. How do I move forward? Oh, my God, man. How old are you? I'm 25, man. Had you uh, met her parents in the time that you guys were dating? Oh, yeah. I've met them. I've spent dinners with them. Yeah. We did a lot of functions here. They invited me to a wedding. There was, like, a whole, uh-huh. like, there's a whole, like, shopping list. Stuff. Oh, okay. okay. So, and how were they around you then? They were fine. They were like, told, they were very respectful, very nice, very welcoming. Um, but like I said, from the beginning of the relationship onward, she said, do not mention your disability. They'll freak. Like they, like they are, they do not like people like that. What? She said that to you? Yeah. Oh my God. This is, I'm glad you're not in this relationship anymore. That's a red flag right there, man. Like how soon into the relationship did she say that to you? Um, like a couple weeks in, she's like, like I said, like, look, like, if you have a problem with this, like, I'm I'm able to kind of differentiate, like, you know, the family versus her in a sense. But I said, like, look, if this is going to be a problem for you, then, like, we can just end this right now. Like, I, we can save each other the grief. She's like, no, no, no. Like, you're actually, like, a really nice guy. You're you're a decent, you're a really good person. You're decent. You're, you treat me with respect. So how do you know? that she didn't just not want to not be with you anymore and just use the fam- my family said to dump you as an excuse. Well, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. So, you know, I told my when it first happened, I was at work and like I was like basically crying in the middle of a class. I'm a school teacher, so I'm like this is this is a great way to set the precedent. Yeah. So, um my mom found out and she reached out to her and she said like, "Look, like be honest with me. Like is it because like you just you just don't like the girl like him anymore?" Yeah. Then like I don't want to fill him with any kind of ideas and any kind of hope. And she's like, no, that's not the reason why. It's like my parents told me. And we never got a clear reason initially until about a few weeks after the fact. And she told me, like, I need to tell you why why this happened. And then what came out later was not this was why it happened, this whole disability thing. But also 
don't tell him why. Or we're going to look like bad people. That's what her parents told her. Like, they're like, you can't tell them the truth. Okay. So, uh, Nicholas, I, I know this is incredible. Like, it's anxiety-inducing. It's heartbreaking. It is all of those things. But I think that the thing that you need to do right now, Nicholas, is take a deep breath and you need to appreciate that this went down the way it went down and that you are not somehow getting in deeper with this girl and this family knowing that that's how they feel but only without knowing it and that's like mad disrespectful that she right off the bat like a month in you said would say to you don't say anything to my parents about your disability i never actually thought of it that way that's, Bro. A, that's right? a whole like Bro. come on you do not need people in your life who at any point look at you and say hide it can I ask, is this is this going to be a, like a part, a little nugget of advice in your book? I know it's like written and everything, but like we've already, we've already pre-ordered it in my house. Like, oh, oh, that's amazing. Before I thought, I'm like, oh, he's going to say, oh, if you read my book, like. Oh, God, then, I'm not going to be that good. What am I, Fraser Crane? <laughs> and to continue on with this story, yeah. you're going to have to. No, you jackass. For more advice. For... <laughs> Pre-order my book right now, roswesson.com. Release date is September 27th. Uh, uh, no, man. Listen, you, you dodged you dodge the bullet, and you don't, need, you don't need anyone in your life that, uh, that tells you to, uh, to hide it. That's just, uh, yeah. that is so rude and and unacceptable on so many levels and uh you deserve to one to be your authentic person that you are like that's just that's the bare minimum you know what i mean and 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 these people are rare i will say this is not everyone okay to have this family uh, ask somebody like you to hide it or to have this girl be like, my, my parents, my parents, my parents, don't tell them, they'll freak out. Bro, you turn around, you walk out the door. And I know you think this girl's great, right? This girl is exactly like her parents. Otherwise, she would not have told you to hide it. Yeah. She would have gone to battle for you. That's true. She's Nicholas, not one of you. You need people in your life who are going to uh, uplift you, who are going to support you, who are going to love you, uh, who are going to be kind yeah. And be nice. And those are all the things that you didn't have in that relationship authentically from the girl or her family, her parents. Okay. I, I will say this, though. Like, like seeing, like, how, my, how upset my family was about this. Like, I know you guys both have kids. Like, I hope I, I don't know your kids at all. I, mm -hmm. I barely know you guys. But you're both very nice and kind, as you just said. I hope your kids never go through or know someone who ever goes through something like I did. Mm -hmm. I know that's like very much wishful thinking, but I, I, no one deserves to go through that kind of stuff ever. Also, Nicholas, Mocha just gave you like a long list of things, like six things that you deserve in life. Realistically, go for like two. Oh my god! Okay, you're not gonna. No, nobody, nobody gets all. Nobody gets all six. <laughs> maybe, maybe three. Maybe go. Maybe go. Fi maybe go fifty percent of that list, and I think that you're gonna have a, a wonderful life. Yeah, you feel a little bit better, uh, Nicholas, uh, after our convo. I, honestly, like I haven't laughed this much at this time of the morning, and God, I don't even know. Uh, Nicholas, listen, yeah. we appreciate you, and if you ever, okay, promise us this: if you ever yeah. feel like you are in a place where you have had to sort of hide who you are, or not let things show, or maybe you don't want some to people to to fuss over you, or whatever it is, where you have a day where you just feel like you can't be you, uh, you call us or you text us. We'll call you back and you come on the show. You can be you. I wow, that is that's incredible. Thank you. That's that is really really nice of you to say. I'm like I'm a little I'm a little choked up right now. I yeah. usually have a 
something more to add to this, but no, I'm, I'm going to shut my mouth. Okay. Ah, uh, buddy, we love you, man. Thank you, guys. I, I, I can't say, I don't know if I can say I love you, too, but, like, right. of course I, you can. I love you, too. I love you, too. <laughs> of course you can, brother. All right, man. You take care, bro. Take care. You guys have a great rest of your day, and stay safe. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, Deepa, when you got married back in September, can you remember how many people were at your wedding? Uh, 80 at the wedding and 250 at the reception. At my wedding, we had 99. That was including Jenna and I. Uh, oh, Damon wow. Mori and Damon Matthew at their wedding. It was just the two of them. That's beautiful. right. Just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Funny. That's why I said it. Yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted to hammer that. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Just the two of you. Nobody unexpected. Sure. Nobody else. No. no. Well, and the officiant. Yeah. And the officiant. Yeah. So three of you. Mm, yeah. Three. Did you guys see the story of this couple in California who got married um, and the entire thing? So the wedding dress, the groom's suit, the actual ceremony, the mm-hmm. reception, all of it cost them $500. That's what? smart. Did you guys see this? How? Yep. No. So they did a... Uh, that can happen, though. Yeah. They, you can do a uh, wedding for that. They did an interview, and here, uh, Kiara, the... The wife in this situation. We didn't set a budget, but we knew that we wanted to be as frugal as possible. So however we could cut costs, like that was the goal. So they found this spot. They're in L.A. and they found this spot on like off the highway on the top of a mountain. Right. Yeah. And people go and they do like beautiful uh, photography and videography and there's just a beautiful scenery of totally. the mountains. Right. Yeah. And I guess they figured that in order to hold a ceremony there, you don't need a permit if you have if you're under X amount of people for a quote-unquote event. So they only hired like 30 or 40 people to show up. They paid to have like chairs yep. set up there. Yep. They paid to have like an arch there where the they stood in front of the uh, the officiant and they invited the 30, 40 people. So they got away with that. Yeah, right? man. The woman said she found her dress online. It cost her $47. Oof. Thrifty. What? I like this. Right? Yeah. She just used an app and she scrolled through, found a dress, 47 bucks for the dress. Sure. Looked beautiful. Yeah. Like Facebook mark- Marketplace or whatever. Yeah. And uh, her husband, her now husband, found his suit uh, for 100 bucks. Yeah. And he says that even to this day, because I guess they got married a couple of months ago, but to this day, he's like, the dress pants, I still use the dress pants yes. right now. Yes. I still wear them all the time. Hell right? Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 500 bucks. And get this. So. Did they feed people? Here's the thing. So they did have a wedding reception yeah. where there was food, where there was music, where there was dancing. They chose this place called Misty's Lounge. Okay. Okay. They did not call for a reservation. They did not call Misty's Lounge and say, we have potential, you know, say 50 to 60 people showing up on this particular night, right? This place, this lounge, they're known for their live music, their DJs, their food. It's a restaurant and entertainment complex, right? Yeah. They showed up (laughs) right when the venue opened and everyone piled in, found a table. (laughs) Smart. So smart. Didn't have to pay for DJ. Because there was already a DJ there. Got it. Didn't have to pay for a band because a band was already scheduled to play there. And so everybody just picked up their own tab? Listen to this. The people who paid to fly out here came to a wedding 
And then, you know, they knew that they would, you know, if they wanted food and drinks that's available for purchase. So they knew that. And they came. We didn't, I didn't hear anyone complain. So the wedding guests all showed up. And to this restaurant for the reception, yeah. and they all paid for their own food and Smart. drinks. I'll say my best friend forever, Amanda, her wedding was potluck. So everyone really? was responsible for bringing a, and making and bringing a dish to the to the venue. How many so people were at the wedding? There was like 100 people there, but there was like a cookie tray. There was like a sandwich tray. So like they spent no money on food just doing potluck. What did you guys make? What did you and Dan Matthew make? Oh, I was the MC. I didn't have to bring any food. Why not? Well, because I was but telling jokes. But that's not food. People can't eat your jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. <laughs> right? They probably taste awful, too. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It is that time. It's it is that time. time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> What's that from? That's, oh, come What's on. that from? Yeah, you I know. know. I seem to know. As soon as you said that. Wait, 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 wait. Because there's two things. Okay. Okay, there's two things where famous... Even I know this. I know. No, you don't, Maury. Guaranteed you don't know. No, Maury. I think that you're wrong. I think that you're getting the wrong one because there's two famous people that have said, started off their tagline with, it's time. Uh-huh. One of them, which I don't think this is, is the UFC announcer. Bruce Buffer? No. It's not the Bruce Buffer one. I'm not thinking one. about Bruce oh, Buffer. Oh, I was. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, so when you're Bruce thinking... Bruce Buffer always goes, it's, it's time. time. Right, so, no, you, no. so do your now it's time okay that is a different it's time interesting yeah. to me interesting uh, is it a wrestling thing yeah okay never mind oh. who is this <laughs> it's vader vader oh it's shit time. vader it's vader time and didn't they just honor that guy somehow yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a guy named uh, a wrestler vader? no a wrestler no. named uh, vader, vader. r.i.p vader used to call him big van vader yeah 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 uh back in the day more real name is leon <laughs> Always, right? You what know what I mean? <laughs> the real names are always something like yes, Leon. And apparently, and apparently he was really good at math. He was like an accountant or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. Huh? That's wild. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon are teaming up again, this time to make a movie about the true story behind Nike salesman uh, Sonny Vaccaro trying to land the partnership with Michael Jordan back in the 80s. Oh, wow. So at the time, if you remember, Nike, not so popular. They were like the third tier kind of, you know, running shoe. And the movie will show Sonny's relentless efforts to get Michael by contacting his parents, his coaches, his advisors and his friends. However, there will be no Michael Jordan in the movie. Oh, so it's all going to be from the point of like Sonny's pursuit of trying to get to Michael Jordan. So I'm sure you will see Michael Jordan in video and in games and everything else. But there will be no sort of like Michael Jordan portrayed character in the in the movie. Do you think that's deliberate or do you think that maybe like I wonder if Michael Jordan, like the real life person, has to give permission, any type of permission to have someone no play him no 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 would he have to co-sign this at all no no because you can base Mm -hmm. it it's weird and we i learned this about the pam and tommy story which is if you base something off like something that was a public because that pam and tommy story wasn't just like somebody sat down and wrote it like it's if it it was based off a rolling stone article sure so the rolling stone article was vetted and already sort of cleared through legal and then if you base something off of that then i believe you're safe as well it's a a weird the same with the judy garland 
movie? Yeah, yeah, but it has to be like it's it has to be based off something, which is a weird. It's a mm. weird story. I don't even. And I, I don't. Been, and I don't get it. But but to me, this makes sense because it's not. It's not like it's going to be all the meetings that this guy had with Michael Jordan. Sure. It's this guy's the pursuit. pursuit yes. To get to Michael Jordan. I wonder if maybe we'll like hear someone playing Jordan like over. The telephone, let's say. Yeah. Maybe so, it's the voice of Michael Jordan, right? right we'll also right, learn right. if it's Nike or Nike. Right. I don't know why. I never know what to say. I switch back and forth. I always say Nike. Nike? Yeah. Because yeah, when I was a kid, it was Nike, right? I th- it was always Nike. Nike. Yeah. Yeah. It was never Nike. Because Nike, there'd be a Y at the And end. also, when I was growing up, it was Puma, not Puma. <laughs> no, that sounds weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, for me, it's Puma. All yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, uh, big news going on at Netflix. Ooh, yo, yo, uh, so yesterday, Netflix reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers during the first quarter, Whoa. Uh, which sent its stock plunging 25%. This was a uh, the first loss of Netflix in a decade. Who uh, in this room canceled their subscription? Any of y'all responsible no, for any of this? No, no, nope. no. Uh, and they're no. forecasting a global paid subscription loss of 2 million by the second quarter. Hmm. Uh, the last time they posted a loss was October 2011. Now, uh, some of this, although it would have gone down anyway, but some of this are the 700,000 subscribers they lost in Russia when they shut down in Russia. Oh, okay. Right? But yeah. not, but it, it doesn't account for any of it, really. This is just like an added number onto it. There's also 100 million households that are sharing passwords. Guilty. And, it, and if you remember that Netflix came out and said that they're going to start cracking down on that. Mm-hmm. So maybe people just started preemptively deleting their Netflix accounts if they're no longer allowed to share passwords. Who do you share your password with, Dan Mori? I share my password with my husband's mom and my dad. Interesting. And no, not, nobody lives together, huh? Like you're not even like three different households. No, but, one, but not one by account. choice. No? What do you mean not by choice? Like we, we chose not to live together. No, well, I know, but you chose to share your password. Yeah, yes. So does, right? does, uh, does Matthew's mom have her own profile and does no, it's when you log in family? at her place, it's my profile picture, which is Anthony from Queer Eye. It's when, and it's when what? So it's just my, one profile everybody shares? Yeah. That just messes up the Oh, why the don't you why don't mess. have your own profiles? Because then I thought they would crack, they would know. But like, I thought that then Netflix would be like, what's all these profiles? They don't care. They don't care about that. Like they care now that you're admitting it. <laughs> so on how radio. do you how do you know what you've watched and what you haven't? What, what if you what if you're watching a series and, and three other people are watching the same series on the same profile? I assure you, we are the only ones watching Elite. So I think we're good. No, 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 no. But you know what but I mean. Like other stuff. No, no, no. Man. For sure, for sure. And and that's happened where it says where we end and then we go back in and it says, do you want to restart episode seven? And we're like, oh, or do you want to continue from here? Yeah. It's a mess. God. Just create a new Just profile, create a new man. Profile. I mean, I guess, but at this point, okay, sure. Anyway, I was just admitting guilt. That is the worst way yeah, of doing anything. Does uh, your father work and your stepmom? Okay, Netflix is also <laughs> Netflix is also launching a cheaper ad-supported version oh, of the platform. You hear that, Frank? There we go. So we know that they that they raised oh, prices recently, and yesterday they also uh, announced that they are uh, rolling out a cheaper version with ads, uh, but it may not happen for another year or two. Hold so. on, Deepa, in your Deepa, have there. my back. You do this too, right? You sure? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how many people? How many people you share with? Um, I actually use uh, Thalal's Big Brothers. <laughs> oh, so oh, you go. Um, so you're 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 the share e, not the share er. 
Yeah, I'm the share E, which I think is a little bit worse uh, than Maury's situation. So I'm guilty of that. So do you guys <laughs> have your own profile? You... I'm just going to back yeah, away. Yeah, we now. have our own profile. I feel good now. Yeah. yeah. So you so you set up you set up on your brother-in-law's account like your own profile. Yep. Okay. Good. Good for you. Exactly, that's yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. you do it. That's how you get around the system. Deepa's, Deepa's blushing. <laughs> Oh yeah, why is Shem mad? <laughs> Shem ain't snitching, though. Don't Donna Shem's going to run right out of that room. <laughs> 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 you guys. Oh, my God. Wow, that was God. great confessional. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Proud of all of you. More, more, Maury's going to have Thank an interesting you. conversation later today with our Netflix contact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Lindsay? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they don't care. Come on now. Oh God, Maury, please don't pass away right now. He's like choking. I know, I know. No, I know. Deepa, that's how I laugh. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Drew Barrymore uh, getting together with Dee Wallace. Dee Wallace uh, would play Drew Barrymore's mom on ET. And uh, this is ahead of the 40th anniversary of E.T. And Drew Barrymore is real young. They shot this movie in 1982. And they start talking about how when Drew was real little that um, she really bonded with E.T., like the puppet on set, like really, oh, really? bonded with E.T. Uh, to the point of where it was almost, it was like a real relationship that Spielberg had to like sort of come in and help foster. Listen to this amazingly beautiful story. From what I remember, E.T., um, was kept alive on set at all times. I mean, I I would go have lunch with E.T. a lot. I saw the wires. I knew the deal. I was oh, like... Oh, do not believe that for a moment. But I... I <laughs> oh, do not believe... No, Drew Barrymore. We found you one day, and they would put E.T. in a corner when he wasn't working. And, and we found Drew, and she's over there just talking to him. And, and from that time on... Stephen had two guys on E.T. at all times so that any time you went over to talk to him, his eyes could work and his head oh, could go so up nice. and down and he could respond to you. I got to tell you this story. Do you remember f- filming E.T.'s death scene? Oh, God, yes. Spoiler and alert. I said, okay, Drew, <laughs> now we're going to go shoot the scene where E.T.'s dying. But you know he's not really dying, sweetheart. He's acting just like we are, okay? And you looked at me and you said, I know, Dee, do you think I'm stupid? (laughs) (laughs) So I picked you up. We walked into the set. You took one look at E.T. and went, he's dying! Yo, that's super right? sweet. That's so real cool. nice. I yeah, I love that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so more fallout from the Academy Awards, but this has nothing to do with the Will Smith slap. Hmm. This was that really beautiful moment that happened afterwards that a lot of people like were upset that people missed. It was one of those moments that everybody was like, man, that was such a shame that that got overshadowed by the uh, the, the Will Smith slap. It was at the very end of the show. Yeah, and that's when Liza Minnelli came out on stage in the wheelchair with Lady Gaga. And Didn't even know that happened. Exactly, exactly. Who did? And it was a sweet moment with uh, with Gaga and, uh, and Liza Minnelli. So here, let's relive that right now. Please welcome Oscar winners Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli. You see that? 
Yeah. The public, they love you. Oh, yes, but now what am I... I don't understand. Throughout the night, <laughs> we've seen highlights of the 10 best nominated, you know, nominated for Best Picture awards. Now we're going to show you something else, and then we're, we're going, going to tell you who the nominees who it is. are right now. Oh, good. <laughs> So that was also the moment where, where Gaga at one point said, I got you, right? And that mm-hmm. was like everybody like, oh, my God, I got you. That was like such a sweet moment. However, for Liza Minnelli, apparently that was the farthest thing from a sweet moment. And it was really? a humiliating disaster for Liza Minnelli. Really? And her good friend, Michael Feinstein, was on the Jess Cagle show on Sirius XM. And he explains it this way as far as what was supposed to happen and then the way they played Liza. She was sabotaged. That's a terrible word to use. But she only agreed to appear on the Oscars if she would be in the director's chair because she's been having back trouble. And she said, I don't want people to see me limping out there. She said, you know, I want to look good. I don't want people to worry about me. And then literally, literally five minutes before she went on, when she sat in the director's chair back there, and because every, I guess they were all shaken up because of everything that had happened earlier, the stage manager said, well, she has to be in a wheelchair. And Liza pleaded. She said, no, I will not be seen in a wheelchair in front of everybody. I will not do this. I refuse to do this. And then they said, well, it's either that or nothing. I was there. I said, what do you want to do? And she said, I'll do it. And she was so shaken that she was discombobulated. She was nervous. I mean, and it made her look like she was she was out of it. And she was just so shaken up that that it, it was. Can you imagine being? suddenly forced to be seen by millions of people the way you don't want to be seen that's that's what happened to her oh no right isn't that that's crazy so, sad. so i guess the plan was that she they would open the show she would already be out there sitting in yeah. a director's chair with gaga standing beside her so she wouldn't have to either limp out or bring her out in a wheelchair and at least the television audience wouldn't see her in a way that she didn't want to be seen uh, but that uh, that was one beautiful moment that uh, was actually hell for somebody involved so there you go the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And uh, Brian Cranston. No, sorry, not Brian Cranston. Um, Paul? Uh, no, 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 no. Saul. No. Bob, Saul. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Love Bob Odenkirk. Uh, got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. When I first got here in 1987 and I walked around the Walk of Fame, I pretended to have great and powerful disdain for all things Hollywood. I walked the streets <laughs> with my nose high in the air, scoffing at every symbol of Hollywood and fame and famous people and celebrities and everything about it that was so big and distant and intimidating. And I still do that. I still pretend to disdain it all. It's healthy. It's better that way. But inside, I don't disdain Hollywood. I love it. I love making fun of it, and I love being part of it. And this makes me feel really, really a part of it. Cast in cement for all time. Oh, that's Sweet so moment, good. Huh? I yeah, love it. Yeah, I love great. it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, ASAP Rocky was released after posting uh, $550,000 bail in Los Angeles after he was uh, arrested uh, deplaning a private jet. That he flew What's in the charge? from Barbados. You have so, a permit to fly the jet? No. So this is in connection to a shooting in 
2021, which wasn't reported in the media at all. So the statement from the police read, on November 6, 2021, an argument between two acquaintances occurred in the Hollywood area. The argument escalated and resulted in the suspect, ASAP, firing a gun at the victim. The victim sustained a minor injury from the incident and later sought his medical treatment. Following the shooting, the suspect and two additional males fled the area on foot. So I guess ASAP was with two dudes, allegedly, and walked mm. up, and uh, an argument happened between he and this other guy, and then allegedly ASAP pulled out a gun, shot four times. One of them hit the guy in the hand. So that's the charge. Do you think when ASAP Rocky was on that private jet, like knowing that where his destination was is? He, was he tipped off? Did they yeah, let did him he know? know? Probably. He probably knew, probably, right? Yeah. He, as soon as he stopped off that plane, yeah, they, he was going to get arrested. Yeah, they probably told him in the air. Yeah. I'm sure somebody contacted the, the the pilot and everything else because the FBI was there, right? Yeah. Like, or sorry, Homeland Security. And when you're dealing with Homeland Security, like there's just no there's no messing around. Um, so, yeah, so uh, he's out, but uh, $550,000 bail. This is mm. not good for Rihanna, who is very pregnant right now and needs oh, to... Oh, and this is like just days after the rumors that they, yes. he was cheating and that they split which, up. Which didn't and... actually happen, and that was like somebody who posted a bogus story because yeah. they heard a bogus story, right? Yeah. But this story yeah. very much real. Very, yeah, very, very much real. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I haven't been into Grey's Anatomy in a while. I sort of gave up after the COVID season. Yeah. As I think a lot of people did. Maybe and not a lot of people. they just renewed for another season to everybody's surprise. Well, well, really, it's just, it's, it's until Ellen Pompeo says I'm done. Right. And if Ellen Pompeo still wants to do the show, they're still going to do they're still going to do the show. Um, Catherine Heigl on the show years ago, who played Izzy and um, was a real polarizing individual and a polarizing character. And her exit from the show was really ugly. I remember that. And she had said some things and then she was sort of presented as the villain in all of this and entitled. And Ellen Pompeo is defending um, Catherine Heigl on a podcast, and they reference this clip. And this was Catherine Heigl on David Letterman uh, in 2009, talking about what it's like to work on Grey's Anatomy. How, how are thing on the, things on the uh, Grey's Anatomy? Pretty good, pretty good. It's uh, our first day back was Wednesday, mm-hmm. and it was. I'm going to keep saying this because I hope it embarrasses them. A 17-hour day, which really, I think oh. is cruel and mean. So, so that means you're actually <laughs> filming or videotaping for 17 straight hours yes whoa right and then Damn. so yeah and so ellen pompeo brings this up on her podcast called uh tell me with ellen pompeo and she discusses this and how Catherine was treated at the time i remember heigl said something on a talk show about the insane hours we were working but she was 100 percent right and oh. had she said that today she'd be a complete hero but yeah. she's ahead of her time, made a statement about our crazy hours. And, of course, let's slam a woman and call her ungrateful. Right, right, When right. the truth yeah. is, she's 100% honest, and it's absolutely correct what she said. And she was f-ing ballsy for saying it. Yeah. And she was telling the truth. She wasn't lying. So did it change? And if so, when? Yeah, I, that I... That I you don't have to assume know. it changed. Now, so, right? And some shows get it right. Like I remember years ago, I interviewed the cast of what's that show with Mark Harmon that everybody watches, that everybody's mother watches, but I've never actually met NCIS. Another, NCIS. Thank you. Um, I was inter- interviewing the cast of NCIS because everybody loved NCIS, and mm-hmm. sure, it was the biggest show on television. Uh, but the way that they described it and why they loved working on that show so much is because these are people who have all worked in television forever and they've all had these 17 hour days like they do on Grey's Anatomy. And the showrunner for NCIS structured the shoots and the days and the schedule. So this is like the biggest show on television mm-hmm. and everybody in the cast 
was home for dinner. What? Yeah. What time so did they start though? They worked. They did the show in like a nine-hour day. Really? Yeah. And normally it's a twelve-hour day for sure. for television, right? That's a sort of standard day for TV is twelve hours. Uh-huh. But they were home for they were home for dinner. Wow. And uh, that's how they structured the day. And if you had to work a different shift, they they altered your hours the previous day, so you always had like that's why people love that show. But that is a rarity. Like it doesn't happen. Seventeen-hour days, twelve-hour days, fifteen-hour yeah. days. That's the norm. But how did other um, shows not? Obviously, people knew. Yeah. That that's how NCIS structured things. Yeah. And the people who worked there were very happy with the schedule. So how did, like, it not translate to other production companies saying we're going to do the same thing money. for... Money. Oh, I guess. Right? You know, money. Yeah. That's, the, that's, what, it even always, other, that's what it always comes down to. Even other people working for, like, let's say in the union or any of the actors Well, because some actresses. people don't. Some people don't care. They just don't care. Right? Some people don't care. They yeah. want to, you know, and your, your, your shoot window is this and your everything is this. But when you have a show where everybody has sort of been there for 10 years, this is all they're doing. They're not going off and shooting movies and doing yeah, all yeah. this other stuff, right? So you have them and you just build a schedule so and then everybody... Get, the longer you shoot, the more you get paid. Um, yeah, well, but geez, when you're on a show like Grey's, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like you, when, they all have, when big, you're making 20 year contracts, but the other smaller parts, like if they're, if you're in the union still, but you get paid per hour or whatever, I like know, but you rate, still can't you, abuse people and say, well, you're getting paid for it. Yeah. That's what they're, that's the whole point of this. Sure. I'm just saying the silver lining. <laughs> there is no silver lining. <laughs> Right? Like you, you were, can, like, yeah, like, okay, just work because, 17 hours and we'll see you back here in five. Sure. I'm just saying, but they'll get paid so <laughs> Come much. On, look at Mark. It's like, all, all the, even this after all this, signs, yeah. even after all this. Yeah, but the overtime, guys. The, <laughs> also, that food truck. Yeah. They, were, they, they have to restock after 12 hours. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, so, this Pierce Morgan interview that he did with Donald Trump, like, oh my God. What a new? disaster. It's yeah, new? so it's new. So it's airing, I think, in a couple of days because Pierce Morgan's got a new show. I think it's called Uncensored or, uh, with Pierce Morgan. And he got this interview with Donald Trump because we know that Pierce and Donald have been friends in the past. Pierce did Celebrity Apprentice. He won Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, uh, but he was nice. pretty hard on him during the uh, January 6th stuff and then all the stolen election uh, nonsense that was going on. So this is the this is the interview. And they cut together this promo. And it's super difficult to hear, but you get the sense and it's it sort of everything gets to a head. And then what you're going to hear at the end is Donald Trump standing up saying, cut the cameras. And oh, then really? and then he walks out. So listen to this. OK, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight with you to your face. I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair match. You lost only a fool would think You think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With respect. Excuse me. Okay, with respect. The legislature. the hard evidence. Excuse me. The most explosive interview of the year. I don't think you're real. It's, I really it's don't, I'm not like Very dishonest. Let's finish up the interview. Morgan versus Turn Trump. Turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. So Pierce Morgan. Not friends anymore. Right. Not friends anymore. And then so what happens is that um, the Donald Trump team. First of all, they called the interview long and tedious. Mm. 
said that it was supposed to be 20 minutes and they went over by an hour. Uh, Trump said the interview was actually strong on election fraud and then called uh, Pierce Morgan a fool. Um, but they released an audio clip to NBC News and NBC has a sort of raw audio of how the interview actually finished. This is from Trump's people. Because Trump's people, they, they record everything on phones or whatever just yeah. in case something like this comes up. And then so what you're going to hear is uh, Donald Trump's going to say that was a great interview and then Trump agrees and then he, they say thank you very much I really appreciate it and then that's when Donald Trump just says turn the cameras off but it ends very friendly so listen to this thank you thank you thank you thank you very much Oh, okay, right. So it wasn't like turn the cameras off no. because he was upset over no. a question or the way the conversation no. was going. No, no, And then so uh, Pierce Morgan responded to uh, Donald Trump on Twitter and said, uh, it was a great interview. Thanks for your time. Sorry you got so annoyed uh, that I don't believe the 2020 election was rigged and stolen from you. But as I said, where's your proof? Uh, if you have it, show us or accept the results and move on. And then everybody was like, bro, you totally doctored this whole thing. Mm. And then Donald Trump Jr. chimed in by saying how doctored that interview uh, was. And then Pierce responded by saying, I learned all my promo skills from you guys on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> Nothing misleading or deceptive about it. Oh, shots fired, <laughs> right? son. <laughs> With the clap back. Yeah, so I don't want a disaster. But if you watch this clip, man, oh my God, Trump, first of all, he's super orange. Like he's more orange now than he ever has been. Oh, really? And I don't know whether they wanted to make him uncomfortable or not, but like he's so sweaty, right? Like he's so. Like they added oh, lights like, to the room. Like I think they just cranked the heat up on him, yeah. right? Like they just like used old school lights that throw off a lot of heat because Trump is like he's puckered and he's sweaty and he's orange and he looks agitated. Like in the Pierce Morgan uh, promo, looks brilliant but i guess i don't know i guess that's not the real interview huh. or whatever you're gonna get the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh, i got this note from uh dammit maury dammit maury wrote me something about uh, something that went down on jeopardy last night and dammit maury said this is the first time this has ever happened in a long time <laughs> sorry read that again maury says this is the first time this has ever happened in a long time this is the Maury, okay, come on, more, more. Explain, Maury. <laughs> okay, so last, so Matea Roach, okay, from Halifax, lives in Toronto, 23. She's a tutor. Everyone loves her. She's been winning and winning and winning, okay? Yes. And so last night, Final Jeopardy, yes. the two other contestants were in the red, so they could not make it to Final Jeopardy. Oh, so she went into Final Jeopardy alone. So our champion was the only one in Final Jeopardy. And this has never happened before? In a long time. Oh. Or, this is the <laughs> or this is the first time in a long time. What? And then there was one. It's a rare solo Final Jeopardy in the category On the Internet. Here's the clue. This website launched in 2015 with three offerings. From James Patterson, Dustin Hoffman, and Serena Williams. Mm. 30 seconds. Good luck. We don't usually come to you first in Final Jeopardy, Matea, but we're going to do it today. You had $21,400. What was your response? What is Masterclass? Yes, that's correct. The oh. online educational platform with personalized tutorials from originally those three famous folks. How much did you wager? Could have been anything. $5,000. 
for a total today of $26,400 and a 12-day total of $271,000. Congratulations. So do they have the other people stand there or do they have to exit? No, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. She's standing all alone. All alone. And so she wouldn't have had to even wager anything. That's what I was thinking. She didn't didn't have to. No. She knew going in that there was nobody else there. She should have just put zero, but she she won anyway. But yeah, you just sort of build your bank at that point. And this, according to David Morey, This is is the first time this has ever happened in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't think if you're a professional actor, you should be allowed to testify in any sort of trial because it's impossible to look at Johnny Depp's testimony. And Amber Heard hasn't even taken a stage yet. And not see it as, like, performance, because that's just the way that you're used to Johnny Depp being, right? And he's, like, a slow talker. But yesterday, they finally, after a full day and a half of sort of, like, going through his childhood and uh, how he created the Jack Sparrow character and all of this stuff, they finally get to the uh, incidents where he claims that Amber Heard um, has a, quote, need for violence. So this is uh, Johnny Depp testifying. Miss Heard, in her frustration and in her rage and her anger, she would strike out. It could begin with a slap. It could begin with a, a shove. It could begin with, you know, throwing a TV remote at my head. And these day-to-day arguments were um, simply unnecessary. It was not to help the relationship. It did not help the relationship. It wasn't meant to help the relationship. It was meant to feed her need for conflict. She has a need for conflict. She has a need for violence. Wow. Then they went through all the, uh, the the story of how Johnny claims that she threw a two-liter bottle of vodka at him and then it cut the end of his finger off and then she allegedly took his cigarette and put it out on his cheek and all of this stuff. Uh, but then we got to one thing that was up to this point like rumor, um, which was the, the poop in the bed. And the story went that... Johnny Depp's security guard found poop in the bed on Amber Heard's side of the bed after she after a fight, mm-hmm. and then she had left and went to Coachella with her friends. And then when confronted about it, she blamed the dog. So here's Johnny Depp. She brought up the situation of the fecal matter on the bed. It was so outside. It was so bizarre and so grotesque that I could only laugh. And and she tried to blame it on the dogs. They're teacup Yorkies. They, they weigh about four pounds each. I lived with those dogs for many years. It was clear that did not come from a dog. <laughs> so that is why, even right now, trending, hashtag me poo. Mm-hmm. And Amber Turd. Yes, that's Hashtag why Amber Turd. That's why Amber Turd is trending. Yes. Mm. Uh, so, but I, it, and and again, they both claim to be victims of domestic violence. Yeah. And so this is a very serious matter. But when you when you sit and you try and like watch Johnny Depp's testimony, it is so performative that I don't even like I don't know what is sort of storytelling and what is the actual story like it's a it's a it's a weird Mm -hmm. it's weird to watch somebody who is that good of an actor 
try and come across as genuine because he's still performing. Like he, even the way he moves his body and somebody yeah. sneezed in the courtroom and he said, bless you in the middle of a sentence. He quoted himself from an interview that he had done years ago. Like it's so performative that yeah. it's difficult to sort of feel anything towards anyone because you just don't, it just, none of it seems real. Yeah. What we heard just now, it really does sound like a scene out of a movie. It does, yeah, right. yeah. And I'm not saying that there's. Listen, you know, it's it's it, it. The whole the whole relationship is tragic between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, but watching somebody who you only know is one of the world's greatest actors try and portray um, honesty, yeah, and because Johnny Depp, it's not like he's done a done a press over the years. Like you don't know Johnny Depp when he's not acting. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a lot of references for Johnny Depp just sitting around talking. Yeah. So you only see character when you see Johnny Depp. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, over on the Mass Singer, you remember when the the controversy hit Mass Singer when that story came out that they unveiled somebody from inside the production leaked that they unveiled one of the characters and it was Rudy Giuliani. And then, oh, and then, somebody walked out, and right? then, yeah. This, the original story was that Ken Ken Jung walked out, yeah. as well as Robin Thicke. That was the original story that the two of them walked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you watched it last night, when Giuliani was unveiled, um, uh, Jenny McCarthy was very happy to see Rudy Giuliani. Really? Like, oh my God, very happy to see. Ru- I don't they? know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, but here's how it all played out. In the box, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Rudy Giuliani. That was that was Ken Jung leaving. It sounded right? like he said, "I'm done." Yeah, yeah, that he was uh, yeah, and that was uh, so that was Ken. Uh, that was Ken leaving. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland uh, doing an interview. A lot of Kiefer Sutherland news this week. So earlier in the week, he said that he would love to do uh, Jack Bauer again and do another season of Twenty Four if the story yes. was right. I'm here for it. Uh, now he's talking about and sort of apologizing for his part in popularizing the mullet. And he says that this all happened on set of Lost Boys. Do you remember Lost Boys? I do. Where he was the sort I never of like saw it, you never I, saw Lost Boys? Never. You and I live. But very I know it's lives. a spoiler alert. But is he a vampire? Yes. You don't and have to he, spoiler alert Lost Boys. It's oh. okay. I didn't know I think that. He, I think he has fangs in the poster. <laughs> Me neither. No. Okay. Hold Same. on. A I've never seen the poster. Have you ever seen Lost Boys, Maury? No. Deepa, have you ever seen Lost Boys? No, I don't even know what no. that is. Okay, Shem, have you ever seen I Lost Boys? You've seen Lost mm-hmm. Boys. So it's a, okay. I thought it was about boys that were lost. It's about a vampire? It's a va- yeah, it's, va- it's a vampire cult. So who's mm-hmm. lost? They're like the Lost Boys. Like they're, they're, they've gone to, yes, they've gone to the other side. Oh, see, I, I don't know if I'd be into that. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to pitch you the movie, man. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about but Kiefer now, Sutherland's mullet. But now you don't have to. Spoiler so, alert. So, so <laughs> jo- Joel Schumacher directed this. I believe uh, the Corys were in it. Um, it was uh, Kiefer Sutherland and a couple other people, whatever. Anyway, Corys. The Corys. Uh, okay, so this, for God's sake. So this is how Kiefer Sutherland wound up with a blonde mullet. Wait, so he was the one that popularized oh, it? Oh, my God. No, he didn't. He's not saying he started it. He's saying that he contributed to it. Oh. Joel Schumacher wanted me to have white hair, and, and I had very long hair at the time, and he wanted me to keep it. And I just looked like a bad wrestler. I looked like a moron. It was awful. And I thought Billy Idol was really cool, and, and I thought he looked really cool, and I still think he looks really cool. And his hair was all spiky and kind of punk up front, and so I got that haircut, but I left enough at the back so 
I could tell Joel Schumacher I left it long. Yeah, I think kind of accidentally might have at least been part of a movement that created maybe one of the worst hairstyles of all time, the mullet. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Kiefer Sutherland, for that. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.